0: Welcome to the Project Speakers Podcast, a collaboration between Project Controls Expo and the Project Shutter Podcast. This series will go in depth with our key speakers and presenters of the Project Controls Expo, the world's largest event for project professionals. In this podcast, you will get a chance to get up close with industry experts. So stick around for a raw, informal and informative experience with your hosts, Del Fung and Val Matthews. In this episode, Del and Val speak to Helbert Macedo, who will be presenting at the Project Controls Expo virtual this September. He will be presenting about planning analysis of major projects. For more information, visit projectcontrolsexpo.com to grab a ticket. And for more in-depth information on the podcast, visit projectshutterpodcast.com. Now, on with the pod.
1: Hi, Helber Macedo. Welcome to the podcast. Now, tell us, what can we expect from your presentation on planning analysis and major projects?
0: Hi, first, it's a pleasure to speak with you and everybody's listeners. Well, I will talk about major projects, uh, analysis of major projects, and I developed this methodology in many projects in South America. And all of them is related to oil and guys industry, but it can be applicable for all the industries, for example, renewables and Mm -hmm. Mm too.
1: And, you know, what can a listener expect? I mean, there's there's gonna be a a huge amount of people trying to understand, especially in this day and age, what works and what doesn't work in analysis. And sometimes, and I'm guilty of this as well, um, too much analysis, you can get that thing, analysis paralysis. You know, is it such a thing as as analysis paralysis in the digital world?
0: What I try to to explain and how I created this methodology, um, at that time, um, we had a problem in some projects and we have a group of projects. We have a program of projects and the owner said for us, we need to check the planning of these projects because if one of these projects delay and can affect the others projects. So the focus of this methodology is in, on deadline time. Of course, there's a, a direct correlation with the cost. However, the focus of this methodology is in deadline and how it's, it, it it is. It's dividing two big steps. One is called documentation review, and the second is it's more famous. Many people do it. It's related to the schedule quality when you use a software uh, to check the quality of the Primavera P6, for example. So what do you try to do in this this methodology in the planning? We need to check because if you not check the quality of the planning, you can have a good schedule but it's not reflect the reality. So we need to check documents like construction plan, supply plan, um, histogram, um quantities all these things we need to check if it's okay and it's uh, reflect on the schedule mm-hmm.
2: yeah no excellent Dale. yeah so that's interesting are you going to be talking um, about using specific types of software you mentioned you know you do need software to analyze schedules etc or are you going to take it more from the angle of you know what this is what you need to be looking out for as an individual as a planner or both maybe
0: so, uh, honestly, almost of the case that I apply this methodology related to Primavera P6. Of course, there's some specific case that you can use MS project. However, because the complexity of the ORI and the guys projects, generally we use Primavera P6. And also in this methodology, in the, in the second part, we check the quality of the schedule. So we need to check about constraints, milestones, about the relationship of the, the activities. So we have a group of factors that you need to check on the schedule too.
2: That's fantastic. And, and what can those listening to your presentation get that's different to what they might go and um, study or find online? Are there, what are the secrets and, and tips that you, without giving them away on this episode, <laughs> that you might be, you know, just to whet the appetite a little bit?
0: I think that first point is all these examples that I will provide is based on the real case. So it's based on real problems that I had in my career. So uh, this is one point that you, you generally will not find on the books. So you can see an examples that happen in the real life. So this is one important point that will happen in, in the presentation.
2: Oh, I love real life examples, Val. Um, are, are they successful examples? Are they ones where things were going wrong and you analyze them and the analysis improved the project?
0: Unfortunately, the most of the case is about problems because, like I mentioned before, what I'm trying to see here is to provide a report. The product of this methodology is a report when you can find the key problems, the major problems. And of course, we provide some simulations too. So it's a very useful material for the contractor team and for the owner team. So uh, I believe that uh, any any members of related with the project working the project will be useful to know this methodology.
2: Now that's that's really interesting. And so you, you've spent a lot of your experience your working experience in sustainable energy environmental is that right and also honestly uh, i i start my career in the nuclear energy
0: when they work for one year however i moved for the oil and the gas and i worked for um, 13 sorry 13 14 years so the majority of my career is in oil and gas However, okay. now I am doing a master degree in sustainable energy. And because my plan, I am understand how important we look for sustainable projects to create a sustainable world. And of course, um, in oil the guys possible to, to improve the efficiency of the projects, efficiency of the process plants. So all these things we need to study, we need to apply to create a better world for everybody.
2: That's amazing. And so your your case studies, your real life examples, uh, those will be based on oil and gas predominantly? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Val, what do you think about all of this?
1: Oh, that's great. I think, you know, we need to share these these uh, success stories because uh, a lot of the time we do hear about methodologies, but we don't hear where they work and where they don't work. We We do sometimes hear when they work. Um, But I'm reading your profile as well. And it's really interesting. Um, You talk about benchmarking as well, which I think is a really important point, especially with the fact that we're getting more data now. And on these mega projects, there is a lot of information. Um, Are you going to go into the details and how you kind of manage and organize information, especially from a planning perspective?
0: Yeah, I believe that the future will be that analysis. We need to use this a lot. I am saying some case when you're using Power BI. That's a tool that I yeah. use it to, correlated with the Primavera P6. So the, this integration will be very useful, and we need to move for this step. In in the presentation, I try like to highlight the importance of use benchmarks, but I will not uh, provide some information about that analysis in this
1: presentation. No, gotcha. And um, you mentioned. Power BI, couldn't help but notice. Uh, and uh, I, I'm a big fan of tech. Uh, do you see the role of the planet changing? And you know, you mentioned that analysis being a, kind of emphasizing that as more of a, a planning role now. Is that something that's going to increase? How is that going to change from your perspective? Are you going to give away anything?
0: I believe that it will be. It, it has been very important. Um, I saw in South America so many dashboards. So I can see that the project managers, I can see that the board. The directors are using so many dashboards. So this is increasing a lot to understand and you can see the the, the high picture of the project. However, there is a dangerous, if you not manipulate correctly this data, you can are providing the wrong information. So it's very important that you have a training, you are using the correct tool and you understand what are you showing because sometimes, unfortunately, I saw some information that was wrong, and sometimes the, the board sa- said some questions, and they destroyed the dashboard because it's, it's not uh, was constructed using the correct techniques.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have, and I, I know you're not going to give it away today, but you definitely have um, some methodologies and techniques that you're going to share. Uh, during your presentation at the Project Controls Expo uh, virtual, I believe. And I think the last one from me before I hand over to Dal uh, is really around, you, you know, you said something around simulation. Now, you know, we get a lot of ideas around what if scenarios we, we plan. And the challenge with some of these what ifs is the time and the effort it takes to turn them around. And we see now with machine learning and other methods and applications that, you can increase the frequency of of what-ifs and simulations. Um, Do you see planners now, or are you talking about how planners might be working in this virtual world, this kind of simulation environment more?
0: Yeah, I believe that's very important when you do some simulations to understand if the forecast is correct or no. So what do I try to show in this methodology? I try to show when you understand the problems that happen, for example, if you have a problem in the startup sequence, because startup sequence is very important, generally mm-hmm. you will find the startup sequence on the critical path. And if you have a problem on the startup sequence, probably your deadline is wrong. So I saw some case that they forgot a relationship between two important steps in the startup sequence. And when you do the disconnection, the deadline is so different. So these, we need first understand the problems. And of course, then we need to do simulations. We need to solve these problems and you need to check what is the result that you have on your schedule. So uh, it's crucial simulation, understand create scenarios is very important too. For example, sometimes it's a good idea. You check if you have a problem in this critical equipment, what will happen in my, in my construction? So it's very useful to check if, for example, your critical path is, is good or no. And in this case, the second point that they would like to highlight is about the importance of experience of your team. Of course, sometimes it's very good you have young professional and old professional, but it's very important that some members of this team understand about the project and can check if what the schedule is showing is correctly it's what will happen on the
2: construction yeah that's really interesting Helba and I agree with you you know if you if you start off incorrectly it's like a domino effect right it's those fine margins and all of a sudden you end up you know years apart where you you should be and then obviously you know listening to the the experience all the uncertainty and risk elements come into scheduling as well which I'm sure you're going to talk about but before we head towards the end of the podcast I just wanted to um, maybe touch a little bit. We spoke a lot about schedule, schedule analysis, planning, et cetera. But you mentioned there's a two-step methodology and you mentioned documentation review. Yeah. Could you perhaps give the listeners a little bit of insight as to yeah, which angle yeah. you, you'll be you'll be speaking about documentation review?
0: One like example is, for example, is supply plan. On supply plan, you can get the, the data and dates from when the critical equipment will arrive on the site. And you need to check if this information is the same on the schedule. Sometimes, unfortunately, the both documents is not showing the same information. You get that, for example, this pump or this heat exchange will arrive on May. And when you check on the schedule, this information is on January. you have a gap between this information. So we need to have a a verification check if both information are the same. This is one point that you check in documentation review. However, there's other information that you need to check. For example, the the construction plan because the construction plan is a very important, some people call it it master plan. And in this document you check, for example, uh, the, weather, the weather conditions. For example, on the construction plan, you can find that uh, in the winter, your productivity will decrease or will increase. And you, ne- you need to check if the, the schedule reflecting this information. So all these verifications between the documents that you have in the planning are reflect on the schedule. This is the, the, the key point of the documentation review to finalize about the quantities. Generally, you have information about the quantities. You need to check if it's the same and order addition point about the productivity index. Generally, you have a key information in the planning, how many hours per ton you will use or how many hours per cable you will use. So we need to check this information, these indicators, if the, you know, the schedule are the same, the planning are showing. And sometimes I found in, in my career that that's so different. And when you check this information, it's, it's impossible to execute. So this is one of the key points that you need to check.
2: Yeah, that's really intriguing, Helba. I'm, I'm sure those listening are going, well let's 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 get to helber's presentation now. Um, but Let's just before uh, we end, like I say, touch on your dissertation. You mentioned there briefly you developing a methodology for solar farm um, in the end of life, which aims to increase life between ten and fifteen years. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, So, could you give us a bit of an insight into that? A bit of a yeah, yeah.
0: Of course, no problem. Um, I am writing my dissertation now at Cardiff University, and the focus in on the solar farms. And you know if you can improve the life of the solar farm, it of course will be improved the the profit and you can be very good for the environment. So everybody will be happy with it. And how you can do it? First thing, we need to check the quality of the PV panels. If you can replace the, the quality of the PV panel, replace the PV panel, sorry, that's not working well or the efficiency is so low, you can probably improve the life of the, the solar farm. The second point that could be very useful in this case is to do an upgrade of the solar farm. For example, if you can install a battery storage, it could be very good because you can save some energy and use this energy at night, for example, when you don't have energy, you don't have sun. So, uh, these things are what I try to create and create in a tool, and you input some information, some um, features, and you get a, a dashboard, and you provide information about how much money you need to spend to execute these, these these activities, how much time, and what will be the new efficiency of the solar farm, and finally, how much years you probably you can operate your solar farm
2: more. Wow. Wow. That sounds really, really exciting. So best of luck with that, Halber. Any final thoughts from you you want to leave the listeners with before we close off?
0: Yeah, I think that one point that is very important for the, the, the projects is about communication. It's very important that the team understand what happened. The message is clear for every member of the team. The second point is about integration. It's very important that each part of the departments or the team, member of the team understand what happened. Unfortunately, I saw some case that the message is not clear or there's no integration. Part of the team are doing one thing and the other part are doing a second thing, totally different. So this will be a big problem in the future.
2: Great thoughts. Helber, thank you so much for your time. We look forward to your presentation at the expo.
0: Thank you so much.
2: Bye.
1: Sadly, that is all the time we have on this episode, but you can catch all the speakers at the various expos by heading to projectcontrolexpo.com.
2: You can also hear more in-depth discussions from project experts by visiting projectchatterpodcast.com and don't forget to hit subscribe before you go. From me and Val, it's bye for now. views, thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the participating individuals and not necessarily to the individual's employer, organisation, committee or other group or individual. Additionally, any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organisation, company or individual.